Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros. Welcome to a special episode of Leave It in the Ring Radio. This is Emily Pandalakis, Emily Boxing, and I have the host of Leave It in the Ring Radio with me, Dave Duenas. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hey, thanks for inviting me to be part of this here, Emily. Um, much appreciated. You know, uh, definitely it's a, it's a sad time. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think that people that are on hold at the moment right now, and the uh, cue board uh, going to be able to share some great memories of Joe Amaya, uh, Chicago boxing manager. So thank you again for inviting me to, to, to be part of this with you. Yeah, no, thank you for letting me host it here. Uh, when I heard Joe was sick, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that I was this, you know, super great friend of Joe. And we went back years and years. I've worked with him the last few years, just uh, when I do events with Bobby hits in Chicago, I think he did one here. You know, he brought a fighter here to Phoenix a couple times, and he was just really one of the nicest people I ever met. And I really wanted the opportunity for the people whose lives he touched, you know, have have a chance to to talk about him and what um, the impact he had on them. And and I think there's a lot of people already waiting in the queue. So um, Joe was born um, August 20th, 1965, and grew up in Chicago. Um, he became a boxing manager years and years ago, uh, spent a lot of time in the gym. Um, I know he managed Tyrone Jones and, uh, DeMar Tews and, and several other Chicago area fighters. And like I said, had the opportunity to work with him and, and he was always very responsive, very nice and, and really always, always worked to keep everyone happy. He was, he was very easy to work with and just really would bend over backwards to, to help people and make everyone happy like I said um so if we can go to the switchboard maybe and take some calls and and have people share their experiences and and um you know let's give Joe a, a nice send-off because he's going to be very missed absolutely let's go with the first caller we have on uh on hold right now it's uh 813 area code 813 you're on live right now on leaving the ring what's on your mind yeah hey my name is Joey I'm calling from Tampa Florida I'm a boxing promoter and matchmaker down here, and I worked with Joe for approximately three years. And like uh, was stated earlier, like most sincere, nicest man I ever worked with in the business. Um, uh, multiple fighters he had matched for our promotions down here. And uh, he was a diamond in the rough, and it's so sad that he passed away. And, um, man, I miss him sincerely. Um, multiple, like DeMar, I met DeMar. Um, last year, he came down with Joe for one of the fights that Joe had matched some fighters on, and um, Parrot Williams was the kid's name. He he came down here and fought here at the um, Yingling Center and uh, put up a great fight. But all of Joe's fighters were reliable. I think Joe installed that into to them because he was so much, and uh, that's why he will be since you know I miss greatly in the boxing boxing world. 
Right. Right. Let me ask you this. What's what what stands out for you of your time that you had spent with Joe? What was the one was the one thing that just stood out for you? Um, just like we would take his time is, uh, man, we spoke <laughs> late hours, multiple times. And, um, well, he had the stories. He'd go the, the extra mile for just about anybody. And I heard a story from somebody else that, uh, um, came up to Chicago and Joe had worked with them for a fight and the layover was long. His flight didn't leave, <clears throat> um, until later that next time. Uh, afternoon and Joe took his time to go there to the hotel, take him around Chicago, took him to all the sports stadiums. He loved Chicago. <laughs> he took him to all the sports stadiums. You know, the White Sox facility, the Cubs Wrigley Field, to all you know, the stadium where the, the the Bulls play and Soldier Field. I don't know all of the you know, I'm I'm here in Tampa so I'm I don't know the names of all the different stadiums now. They're kind of they changed a lot with the uh, right the different uh, you know sponsorships of different big companies. But yeah, he just loved Chicago man. and uh, um, yeah, and all like the, all the all the fighters that he that he touched and managed. They they were so you know they loved him and they respectful him because he was hate to say it you know boxing sometimes the management sometimes those type of people are not looking out for the fighters' best interests. And I think those guys knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Joe promised you something and Joe said something was going to happen and happened. And he, he dealt right. with people that would make sure that would happen too. So they felt real comfortable with Joe. And uh, that's kind of way I developed uh, a, a relationship with him. I felt so comfortable. You know, I'd rather fly a guy in from Chicago or Indianapolis with Joe because I knew – that fight, that I'm not gonna have any problems with that guy. Um, I spent a little more money than a drive-in, but you know I knew that this guy was coming to fight, was gonna be there, even when Joe wasn't with him. They, 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 uh, they were 100% solid. You know, That's you know, important. yeah. You know what's um, amazing here, what you're, in what you're explaining and what you're saying and your experience with Joe is that, well, what a sport that that could really. You know, if you've been part of the sport, behind the scenes in the business part, sense of the sport, um, a lot of people have like, you know, either turned bitter because of, of of the way it's kind of structured. But it's it's just sounds so great and so refreshing to hear that Joe and you know I'd never had a chance to meet Joe, but I've heard stories about Joe that he was still staying you know positive. He stayed true to himself, you know, and, and had a love for this sport. You got to truly have to have a love for a sport that sometimes doesn't give back the same type of affection. So it's awesome, man, what you're just telling us right now about, about Joe's life. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Like I say, I have that same passion and love, but then when you get involved with the business and you see the bitter, hard, non giving back part of it and uh, to remain, right. remain positive and happy and, and still do what you feel is right. It's amazing that he did that. I remember the time he did come down after the show on the Saturday, you know, I went to their hotel and, you know, I was tired. I was, a match made the show and really a lot of the promotions running around. You know, he's a great guy, a great friend. So I went to their hotel and I brought them sandwiches and stuff like that. Cause, and uh, we had pizza and sandwiches and we, we were up there till we were up to like three, four in the morning just talking enjoying each other because, you know, 
um, it was worth the time because he was a great person. Like Demar was there that time, and I that's the first time I really met Demar in person, and I really enjoyed his company. He's a great person as well. Um, but yeah, overall, his fighters and like I say, and if any of the fighters are on listening, I'll say hello to everybody, and uh, I'll continue to try to help them in their careers. What I can do. Uh, because, you know, there's a bond that we had created through Joe. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for calling in. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. All right. You know, it's it's I, it's so difficult, you know, um, not to even feel, you know, to not, not try not to get emotional, you know, yeah. during what has happened here. Because listening to our last caller right now, you could really hear – you know, the, the loss, you know, that the impact that Joe yeah. has left the impression, you know, and, uh, but it also, I don't know, Emily, it's like Joe left such an impression of like, this, this sport is so unforgiving, you know, yeah, it, 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 is. it, it, it rarely like gives back. Yeah. It, this sport, this sport, if you get into the business of the sport, it could literally change your demeanor. It can really literally change your outlook and your positive, like oh, suck no. out the positive, positive of you, of you. You know what I mean? It could suck that, that spirit. But to hear that Joe was like kind of immune to it and, uh, you know, go ahead. This well, is crazy. This, yeah. um, I mean, he really, he really was, um, you know, a positive force in the sport. And I, I know, you know, that things weren't always easy for him, um, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he was able to, to try to stay positive. Uh, do we want to take another call? Do we have any other callers on? Yeah, let's go with area code uh, 312. You're on live right now on Leaving the Ring. What's on your mind? How you doing, sir? My name is Paris Williams. I'm one of Joe Joe fighters. Joe was my manager. Oh. Um, We're sorry Joe, for your loss. Joe, you know, Joe, he was a great man. You know, and he had a lot of positive. He had a lot of positive people around him and stuff. He he helped me out a lot with with my career. The look, the little time I had with him, I, I've been knowing Joe. You know, basically like all my life in the amateur career. And he started working with me in the pros. He 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 took me in like a son. You know, he you know showed me the game about you know the, the professional league. And stuff. Hmm. He was a, just a great man, just an outgoing person. Just you can't be honest. He was honest himself, though. He's a funny man. Give I, us a give us one I'm of your well, give us one of your best memories of Joe. Like what you know, you're on the spot right now. What would be the one thing that just stood out for you that that says that explains everything about Joe's personality and who he was to you? Well, Joe. In, in my eyes, I saw Joe. 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 He. I looked. I looked at him like a good person. Like he wasn't. He wasn't a, a bad person. You know, he wasn't a negative person. I, I looked at him like a, a, a. Just a person who just. Just he just a lot. He just it, it shocked me. It shocked me a lot because, you know, he gone that fast. Right. I just. I just. I mean, him just talked like two weeks ago. He always called me, you know, a welterweight, a fat welterweight. You know, I'm not, you know, scoring for the welterweight class. Right. He always called me a fat boy, though. You know, I always took it because I look at Joe like I respect him. <laughs> when he says something, 
When Joe right. says something, I'm on it. Joe, like, man, you know, you got to fight. Uh, you know, Joe, Joe, he, he called up, he called all his fighters and check up on them. No matter what, hmm. you know, you, yeah. you, you know, he ain't here from me for a week or two. He'll still contact you. You know, I've been trying to call his phone and you're trying to listen to his voicemail. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for calling in and telling us, you know, sharing with us about Joe. I yeah, hope you'll, no you'll problem, stay on. Man. Appreciate it. You're welcome, man. Thank you. All right. You want to bring on another caller, Dave? Yeah, let's bring on area code uh, 847. You're on live right now, leaving the ring. Tell us what's on your mind. 847, you out there? Okay, okay. maybe he's not ready. Uh, I know that they laid Joe to rest yesterday at noon, and they are planning on having uh, a mass for him after, um, after, you know, when, when it's appropriate to do so after COVID is blown over. He, of course, I don't know that we said this, but he passed away from complications of COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a tough one, you know, because uh, it's not like, how do you prepare for that? How does anybody, no, any loved not- one really prepare for that? You know? And I think he was he was starting to get better. Like I was really, you know, there was some bad news for a while. And then I saw that he was improving and they were going to try to take him off the ventilator. They they tried to do that. He didn't tolerate it. And then the next thing I heard was that he passed away. I mean, it's just and I've been praying for him ever since. I'm not a huge prayer, but I was praying for Joe because he's he's like I said, one of the nicest guys. And obviously that's what people are, are sharing here. And it's always with the most nicest guy, you know, that's the one thing um, <laughs> in, in anything to, you know what I mean? Um, God, you know, I, like I said, I didn't know Joe personally, but I always find it just, just phenomenal that, especially when you're in this type of a business, working in this type of a field where everybody's hand is in that cookie jar and everybody's, it's a cutthroat <laughs> business. You know, and um, to even keep that that spirit alive of like a lovingness, um, it's it's a struggle and it's a task within itself. You know what I mean? I mean, you really got to like dig deep every time. I know I did for a while, you know, just like I had the resentment uh, against not the sport itself, but the, the business behind it. So, yeah, you know, um, let me try one more time. The area code that's been on hold here and see if they... Uh, Want to share a story about Joe here on the on the on the air? Uh, area code eight four seven. Area code eight four seven. You're on live right now. I'm leaving ring. Are you there? All right. Well, um, Joe managed Tyrone Jones, and he brought him to one of our cards. I work with Bobby Hitt, so that's kind of how I got to know him. Um, and there was a discrepancy with the weight. Um, the, the fighter came in over and, and Joe's fighter didn't want to fight. And Joe, I mean, when I say that he, he was, it stressed him. It stressed him to like stress us, you know, to not have this fight happen. Like he wasn't just like, Oh, well, he doesn't want to take it. Let's move on. 
he wasn't worried about making money. He wasn't worried. He was just worried about burning bridges or hurting relationships. And I mean, he really cared for his guys. He also talked to me um, about bringing his guys that they couldn't get fights, bringing them down to um, bringing them down to Mexico uh, and doing fights down there with his guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's just he's a good guy, and people you can tell just by you know if his own fighters are saying these things about him. A lot of times there's that animosity between boxers and their managers or, you know, people right. that had worked with people. Not gonna, I don't think you're going to find that with Joe. Let me patch in Bobby. Uh, I believe we have oh, okay. him in the queue right now. Bobby, are you there? Yes. Hey, Bobby. Hey, what's up, Emily? I miss, I miss boxing in Chicago. I can't wait to get back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I miss falling off a building, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Bobby says Bobby says every show, oh, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. And then he calls and says, all right, we got a date. So I can't get out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, this business will, 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 will suck the life out of you, and it'll challenge you and everything. And that's where, like, a guy like Joe was always – there to give a different look at things you know him and I spoke a lot about boxing and and he was my friend going back to when I was a fighter he followed me uh, you know and and we built a friendship over the years and he he was always really a glass half full person and always really a, a big cheerleader for all these guys and and sometimes I'd have to give him the cold hard truth about guys and I'd get a couple of days later you were right. I shouldn't listen to you, but he always looked at boxing through. Oh, he always put, looked at boxing through rose-colored glasses, and that was the really, the really kind thing about him and the uniqueness about him. He found good in everybody, no matter how bad somebody might be. And and um, you know, he's certainly going to be missed. I'm going to miss our conversations. I'm going to miss our bantering back and forth. You know, he's he's going to be missed for sure. What is a what is a Joe story you want to share? Um, geez, I have so many. I mean, you know, uh, just how just um, you know how just sweet and gentle he was. He's such he was a big guy, you know, but he was just a sweetheart, and he, you know, um, gosh, I, I, we we did. We did so much together. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Well, you know, um, uh, you know, he'd bring me a fighter, or you know, I, I don't really have anything specific because it's all kind of lumped together as who Joe was as a human being. Um, you know, and and a lot of it, a lot of it stemmed from me trying to school him and teach him on the ways of boxing and how these how these fighters, you know, the good ones will be and the bad ones will be, and you know, kind of. Seeing him like uh, 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 open up his eyes to the to the to the real part of the business that a lot of people don't get to see, and he got to see it from the inside, being very close to me um, for a lot of years. And so I think just watching Joe develop as a boxing guy and a guy who really had a love for this sport, you know, uh, you know, um, the tutoring that him and I went through together was kind of. You know, one of the things, you know, there's nothing really specific because it's all kind of runs together. Um, and it usually started out with, 
you know, him disagreeing with me and, you know, trying to make me see the, the nice side, you know, and, and, you know, then, you know, days later he'd be like, you're right. I shouldn't listen to you. I should have listened. You're always right. Or, you know, yeah. he would tell me he like, when I was like, I remember he would tell a story. There's a guy, Lori Meyer, who was a cut man here. And he was, you know, a guy who um, would be at the fights and Emily, you know what I'm talking about and pick up, pick up guys to work their corners. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. He, you know, a pickup guy and nice man. And him and Joe were very close. And back when I was fighting, I was, you know, I was kind of a surly guy. And, you know, I was in the ring. You? I was kind of mean spirited. And, you know, I would fight mean and um, tough and, 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 and gritty. And I would, you know, you know, I'd talk smack. And, I, you know, I would, I, would, I would push the bounds of the rules, you know, because we're in a fight. We weren't playing tennis. And so oh, right. he, 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 would always, like, he would always tell Lori, oh, Lori, he'd tell Lori, I love that Bobby Hicks. I love, I love how he fights, you know, and he'd be like, Joe, what do you love about him? He's not really a nice guy. Like that. what do you love about yeah. him? You know, but as a fighter, but then we all, but we were all very flayed. So he would like tease Joe because once again, Joe would, you know, even as a, even as a fight fan, you know, like, like if I was in WWE wrestling, I would have been a villain. You know what I mean? So right. Joe loved the villain part of my character, so to speak, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, and, you know, so him and, so he always told that story to me about, you know, Laurie told me about, you know, Laurie told me, Laurie told me. So we would laugh about that all the time. Um, and, and Laurie Meyer, Joe has been a big, a big, big, big um, proponent in trying to get Laurie elected in the Illinois Boxing Hall of Fame. But I think this coming year, I'm, I'm going to definitely, uh, I'm going to nominate Joe along with Lori, maybe they can both get in together, which would be kind of, you know, should have happened while Joe was with us, but that's the least I could do for a guy who devoted, you know, his whole life to boxing. That's great. That's great. Hey, Bobby, let me ask you this. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, you're talking about Joe finding the good in people. Did he ever get you to, like, kind of question how you you are? Like, did you ever go to that, like, man, maybe maybe it's me. I I need to find the good in some people. Never. You know? (laughs) Bobby's always about everything. You got to learn that. (laughs) No, because I'll I'll tell you, before, before, like, everybody starts off with me 100%, and then you have the points to lose. So I start a relationship or a friendship or a business relationship with a hundred percent and you can get points deducted or added. It's all up to you how you play it. I'm glad I'm not the only one out there that's like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You you know, but no, you know, I I would sometimes question with with Joe, like, why am I still doing this? Why do I need this headache? Why? Because, you know, we had some fighters together that were really headaches and really trying to, you know, and, and I remember one time there was a fighter that was trying to really, throw Joe under the bus to me and we had a hmm. meeting and we, it, it, you know, and I'm like, I said, kid, listen, Joe is trying to look out for you. I said, he's not, you know, so, you know, like, like it, it was, it was that divide and conquer and it wasn't going to work for me because I know who Joe was and is. And so mm-hmm. to me, that wasn't going to work with me. And, and, and ultimately, you know, we, you know, the fighter saw it our way once, you know, once he saw that he couldn't, break us apart, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So you know, and you know, in boxing unfortunately there's still a lot of a lot of people who have other agendas except doing the right thing, except doing what they signed the contract to do. And you know, a lot of times 
you got to fight for a position that's in black and white. And, and, you know, so, and Joe always tried to really, you know, just find the good in all these guys and give them another chance and try to work with them. And, you know what I mean? So. You do that, though, too, Bobby. Pardon me? You do it. You do that, too, occasionally. So maybe you can rub off on don't let, don't let my secret out. Do not let it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really You just went down a few Nazis, Emily. Emily, you just went down yeah. a few notches from know, the 100% right now. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, yeah. Who, who did he manage early on? Like, who was the player that brought him from fan to working in the business? Well, he, you know, Anthony Abruzzi. Oh, uh, I like him, yeah. The wonderful, the wonderful and charming Demar Ortuz, Tyrone, Hugh, you know, Ty, Tyrone Jones, um, those were a few guys we had together. Carl Curry is a guy that Joe was really, you know, this Carl Curry, what a heck of a fighter. And here in, a, in his record, he's like 0-13. But I got to tell you, he's the most dynamic 0-13 guy in any sport you ever want to see. And he got robbed a lot. And Joe just had so much, as I do, so much belief in Carl. And we tried like hell to get this kid his first win. And Joe really, really just wanted to get Carl his first win, you know, it was very important to him. And we tried, and we tried, you know, he just, yeah. and he would just come up short and, you know, and, and, you know, but Joe was always in Carl, you know, Carl Curry's a really super nice guy and a gentleman. And, and that was one of Joe's um, um, big, big initiatives is to get him to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, Although the Illinois Commission may not let us, right. but no, nah, but he trying. But Joe cared about all these guys, and you know, yeah. and even through a lot of the, you know, the the ups and downs with guys, he'd always, you know, give him a chance to the, you know, Joe was always, you know, just a very positive guy with these fighters, you know. Um, you said he was a fan when you were when you were fighting, so that was yeah, what, 100 years ago. So I didn't think Joe was that old. Yeah, in uh. In the eighties, in the eighties, so okay. Um, so yeah. he's been around a long time around the business. Oh yeah, yeah. He's been. What long, other roles did he play? Did he do anything else, coaching, or I know he managed fighters, but what else? No, did he, he, he just he just loved the sport. He was a big follower of the sport. He just loved it to death, and and you know he just he never fought, he never fought that I know of. But he just he just wanted to be he just wanted to be around you know be around it and loved it and. You know, uh, started following it at a, at a young age. You know. All right. Well. Yeah. Hopefully, um, you know, we can we can continue to help the people. Spirit, you know, and. You, well, you know, and, and, and it's crazy because I was thinking about him, you know, like a month ago, let's say, and then I got the call that he was in the hospital. It was just kind of weird that on that day. That that he I was thinking about him, and yeah. it's almost like you know because I literally I tried to call him I didn't get him then all of a sudden I got the call because I hadn't talked to Joe in a while, and um, so it was almost like spiritually he was trying to you know like it was just kind of weird how it happened and and then when I got the call then remember Emily we spoke and and everybody yeah. had written his obituary when he was still fighting the good fight, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, Joe was truly a fighter, man. He fought, you know, so he might yeah. not have fought in the ring, but he, but he fought and he, you know, and, and he, you know, the other day I got a text, um, 
that he was doing finally he was alert. So I was shocked when I got the call that that you know that this was about that he didn't win, and it was just it just you know I called you right away. I'm going to tell you, yeah, because you and I had spoken yeah. about it many times. So you know, and Joe was one of those guys. You might not have seen him every day of your life or talking about it, but when you saw him, it was like you just saw him yesterday. Hmm. Well, and I think you know, that's kind of. This whole quarantine has us not really, we're all involved in our own lives, staying home, but you know, it is important to kind of reach out to our friends and family and let them know how much we appreciate and love them because I would have liked to have said goodbye or, you know, at least, like, you know, just let him know how much he was appreciated. Like the, the shows that we worked with him on, he was always so accommodating and helpful and, you know, and he used to drive me crazy sometimes um, with how nice he was. Cause I couldn't, you there? You, know, you there? Yeah, we're here. All right. So, so yeah, I don't know what you heard me say. Go ahead. Oh, did we miss? Did we miss something from you? Yeah, I just said you know I'm going to miss Joe. He was a great friend to me, and he uh, you know and he you know would always try to make me see things another way. That's one of his things he definitely tried to do. You know, and and I would sit back and take stock, as you know how I do, Emily, when someone comes to me with an idea, and I'll think about it, I'll analyze it. And sometimes we go with it, and sometimes it doesn't fit into our business model so you know yeah um, you know that joe was he was never not trying you know what i mean hmm. yeah he always absolutely. tried he always tried so well thanks bobby so much for calling in yeah. and for sharing about joe i know that i knew that you were close with him and i'm sorry for yeah. your loss yeah yeah well it's a loss for everybody and like i said i'm gonna try to get him and Lori in the hall of fame this year and hopefully we can get that passed so it's gonna be that's that'll be one of my goals. So that's amazing. Yeah. That would be that would be really nice. Yeah. So, All right. Well thanks, Bobby. Bye. Right, you guys have, have, a, have, have a great weekend and we'll talk soon. Yeah, we'll talk soon. And, All and, right. And, you know, and thanks for doing this for Joe. It's a very nice tribute to him, you know. And it's sometimes a shame <laughs> that we pay tribute afterwards when we should be paying tribute while people are around you. I mean, but that's how sometimes it right. goes. So it's very nice exactly. to yeah. to do this. Very nice. Well, hopefully, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, and thanks, Dave, for coming. Yeah. No, no, no. Thanks for doing this. That's really great of you. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye, I'll Bobby. See you guys soon. Bye now. Um, that was nice. It's nice. It, it's cool that he was, you know, a fan and and in the '80s, and you know, right. has just been around. And just loved the sport enough to actually get into this. I mean, sometimes the sport is so rough, and to get into the sport, you know. It's because like, you, you love know, it. I don't think he was funny in the sport. You know, he was just right, taking right. care of it. It's a very common story for anybody that gets involved in the sport. You know, you start off as a fan. You, you know, you, you, there was a connection. Uh, either, was yeah. at, either it was at an early age or maybe you came across somebody in the gym. Um, you know, everybody has a different way, but it always starts off as that you, you slowly just love the sport. But I think what the this, this story about Joe that, I, that I'm – that I love hearing right now is that this guy never changed. He always found the good in people. And that's what that was because it's so difficult, man. It's so hard, you know, to, to, to keep that, you know, same attitude in a sport that literally will grind the, every bit of the kindness out of you. You know what I mean? But I got to say this, hearing how he was, that he found the good in, uh, and he was always trying 
you know, was always trying to, you know, bring something to the table. He was always, you know, moving and making sure everybody was okay calling him. I got to tell you this, man. It makes me think about some of the people in my life that I don't appreciate, you know? Yeah, and yeah, you got to. It makes me kind of feel shitty right now because I, I have, there are particular characters in my life right now that surround me that are always, they're, they're, they're my Joe. You know, they find yeah. goodness in everybody. You know, they, they want to keep positive. And I'm like you, Emily, where like, this guy's just too nice, you know, and it, it kind of is like, come on, dude, I'm in a shitty mood right now. You got to like, you know, cheerlead with me about wanting to be pissed yeah. at the world at the moment, but you're not doing it. You're not, <laughs> you're not doing it. And yeah. it's so difficult. Um, I, I could completely relate with Bobby, what, what Bobby and you were saying right now, because I'm a guy like that, you know, where I see the bad in this world. And uh, sometimes I let the badness of the world take the best of me. Well, I can't, I can't be positive. It, it's, it's hard for me sometimes to be this, you know, positive person that sees the, the, the light at the end of the tubble, tunnel. But then I got people that do surround me that are like Joe. They see the goodness and they yeah. see the goodness in people, you know. Um, and I think he rubbed off on Bobby more than Bobby likes to admit because I think that you know, the whole idea of giving a guy multiple chances. I've seen Bobby do that. And, and if that's how Joe impacted him, then he did a good job. Joe is Joe yeah. a good guy. Joe, I mean, in the- no, we don't. And Bobby didn't really hide it okay. very well. If he was trying to like, you know, uh, send yeah. out that message, you could see it, it impacted me, you know, he rubbed off on him and stuff. He may have that, re, uh, retilian, uh, uh, skin there, you know, that tough guy, retilian, hey, get away from me. But I, you could totally hear that it's, uh, you know, that Joe was a, a big part of his life, man. Well, thank you, Dave, for, for hosting. I don't think we have any anyone else calling in. We can share this link for people, and um, maybe people can kind of comment on social media, their stories and stuff of Joe, because honestly, um, I know that a lot of people were touched by him, and right. I, I'm going to miss him. Right. I know there was will too. And I can understand that, that why some folks wouldn't want to call in. And um, at this time, it's really early, um, the loss of Joe. And yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I think that if you guys want to comment on the thread of where we post this, uh, post the podcast on, uh, which would be on Emily's Facebook and on mine and as well as on our uh, Twitter page, uh, go ahead and tell us your story and stuff, you know. But um, on the last I note the about Joe. Yeah. Right. You know, um, on the last note, I, I think that we all have, there's still a little Joe left in all of us, whether you're, whatever type of uh, business field you're in, just remember that, you know, um, cherish and celebrate Joe's, Joe's way of thinking and his way of life and how he embraced it and how he found some goodness in some people. It's, I think it's, like I said, it's refreshing to hear that what, with all the things that are going around in the world and in our country, I think it's still great that we find that there are still people around that that look can look past that and say like, hey, that there's a good part of that person, you know. And Joe sounded like he wanted to pull that good part of that person out so that everybody else can see what he saw. Sometimes it's not, you know, we sometimes we neglect to see it, but it looks like Joe had that had that real eye. to to locate it and 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 you know embrace it and stuff. Let me put let me hold on before we go, Emily. Let me pass in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we got uh, uh, Demar on the line here. Hello, you there, okay. brother? Hey, what's going on, man? 
Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. How's that? Are you still with us? Yeah, hello? Dave? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks for calling in and sorry for your loss. I know you were really close to him. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's been hard. It was surprising. Like, you know, it is what it is right now, and everybody's trying to deal with uh, the loss. So, how did you meet Joe um, in the beginning? Uh, Tell me a story well, earlier. You could. Yeah, well, I met Joe. Um, I used to coach a, my son's basketball team at his elementary school. I, I was an assistant coach. So one day, uh, we came in with. Uh, we played. We played the son's school, and you know, Joe happened to be there that day. And according to him and his son, Joe hardly ever made any of his games, and this was like the one game he ever made for that season. Hmm. So afterwards, you know, I, I was self-promoting myself at that time. I was fighting for for Bobby, and uh, and. You know, I was promoting myself, and I was trying to get ticket sales. So I I gave them a car and a little flyer, and um, Joe happened to call me that same night. And he's like, you know, he's like, you're a Dima or Zeus. And, and he started telling me about myself. And I'm like, I kind of freaked out a little bit. But, you know, he started talking <laughs> to me, and he started telling me his story. Like Bobby said, you know, he – um. He followed the boxing game through Laurie Meyer. So he was, you know, kind of like uh, he, was, he was doing, uh, he was following him around most of the fights, you know. So during the 80s, Joe has a lot of stories during the 80s. And, you know, he, he would talk about, uh, I'm real bad with names. Well, he used to talk about this place on the south side in Bridgeport that, uh, that they used to hold fights a lot. Um, but that's where him and Lori would work and well anyways we you know, he started telling me his stories and then um he would come and buy a ticket for me. So he for the first two fights he bought he bought tickets for me. And little by little he started tagging along with me. He started he started coming, Hey, you going to the gym today? You know, I wanna come. So I started, and I was like, okay, you know, I guess, you know, start coming. So during these rides, I got to know Joe a lot better. You know, Joe is very knowledgeable in boxing. He he can he can pick out fighters, and um, you know, he just we just became real close over the years, and, and you know, he introduced me to uh, his best friend Thomas. Thomas also helped me out in my career. Um, so they both cold managed me. But uh, Joe, Joe has really did have a good heart. He loved boxing a lot. Um, his father introduced him to it. Uh, and you know, when his father passed away, Joe had a real hard time. And also, Joe went through his own little medical problems after. Um, before he before I met him, you know, it was a reason why he was he was a heavier man. It was due to what happened to him. So 
you know, through all these years, you know, I've, he he just tagged along with me, and we we've traveled the states pretty good. I mean, we've been to Florida with Joey. Um, I remember the the conversations we you know that Joey was talking about when we sat around the the, the table, and man, it was really late, and it, we really didn't want to go, but man, we were falling asleep right over the table, and it was, <laughs> and Joey still had a ride, and you know, uh, you know Joe always put me ahead of like every time he talked to a fighter I, I was like oh Demar Demar and you know we um I introduced him to a bunch of fighters you know and and Joe wanted to always be a manager Joe always wanted to get in that part of the game so we started it we started it with the help of Thomas and um we started going we started putting him up boxing so you know, our our goal was to to help fighters, to help fighters that 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 are that are struggling to get fights. So, like you know, everybody knows about the business. It's hard. It's it's hard now that they consider an A and B side. Now it, it's harder to get a, you know to be on the A side and get paid money. So you know, unfortunately, we were always on the B side. Hmm. But like I said, Joe. Well. That's a lot of Joe's guys. They were they were B side fighters, but he always, you know, he was always fair, trying to get them fair fair fights. And he was, you know what? And I would say that 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 is so true because Joe did put it in in your head that you can fight, you can take this guy. This this guy is made for you to fight. And Joe would would always tell all of us, you know, you can win. You just got to put in the work. You know, it isn't. It isn't like this guy is gonna knock you out. And which most of the guys that that fought that Joe got fights for, really never got stopped. Most yeah. of them, are, we we all lost in decision. You know, you know, Joe got me a fight. I fought. Um, oh, what's his kid's name from? Uh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, Robert Hall. There you go, Robert Hall. Oh, and I fought in Tennessee, and I fought him for three belts. And Joe got me that fight. And Joe got me that fight. And, and, of course, we were on the B side, but Joe, on the way to this fight, Joe was like, hey, you know, you can take this kid. You can take this kid. You know, you got him, and, you know, he's made for you. And, you know, Joe always put it that we can fight. So, you know, Joe was always also the motivator. Joe, in my life, I loved him like a son of the father. You know, now everybody's, you know, hopefully can share, call in and share their story with Joe because, I mean, everybody has a story. Everybody knows Joe can talk. Yeah. Joe can, can, you get him and started with a story, and when that story is linked to another story that goes to another story, and, and Joe, but, you know, it was Joe's personality, and you know, it is it is a great loss to a lot of us because I don't. He was a connection to the past, you know, in, in a way, because boxing of the '80s and '90s isn't really talked about anymore. Yeah. And to and to and to listen to some of these stories, you know, how 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 they picked opponents sometimes it was just a ballet guy or you know or dishwasher you know there's a bunch of stories that that, that come from the 80s especially 
here right. in Chicago. And so so it was it was always entertaining. But you know, but Joe sometimes wouldn't just shut up, man. He would just continue and continue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dumar, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing and, and for bringing, you know, bringing your perspective. I know that you guys were very close and, and this is a big loss for you. Um, so hopefully you'll continue to tell those stories to other people in boxing so they don't die with Joe. No, they won't. They won't. Thank you well, so much. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. Bye. You know, it's 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 telling to hear the fighters that um, that Joe managed talk about him in that way. Like I said, it's not always, you know, that just to hear that right. he looked out for them. They really felt like he looked out for them. He was never looking out for money or anything like that. He was always looking out for them, and that's just very evident. Um, I think we have another caller. Yeah, let me patch in uh, area code seven seven three. You're on live right now, Libreen. What's on your mind? Hello, this is Israel. Hey, Israel, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, Joe was a real personal friend of mine and also my boxing manager. Oh, we're sorry um, for your loss. Oh, it's a big loss. He was such a great, 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 great man. Um, I'm 49 years old. I'm like past my primes in boxing and everything. And mm-hmm. um, one thing I rem- one thing I remember about Joe is that, you know, when he first, when I first we were talking business, him becoming my manager, he um he he promised me he was like, man, I'm gonna get you a fight in three, four fights, a championship fight, and I'm like, oh, this guy is dreaming, you know, and, um, <laughs> right, and uh and I just okay, I just went along with it. I mean, I fought, and then here comes my fifth fight. In one year, and bam, I fight for Florida State um, Championship. Um, of course, I had a knee injury, and I, I had to quit. But, um, yeah, um, he made it possible. Old man's yeah, dream. Oh, that's wow. awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was a beautiful guy. What's one of your favorite memories about him? Oh, about him? oh my God. Every time he calls me up, he'll tell me, "I sure am hungry." <laughs> so, that, so, so, so yeah, he loved he loved lasagna. His lasagna was the his favorite. So you know, we made a deal. Every time I'm gonna sign a contract, I take I take him out to eat lasagna. So every time he had a fight for me, he'll call me up and he'll be like, "I sure am hungry." So that let me know that I had a fight and <laughs> and we were supposed to go out and eat lasagna. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, to the boxing world, it's a it's, it's a big loss. He was just getting started. He just, you know, for the little time that he he just managed me. I mean, he did some incredible things for my career to re spark it up and re, you know, get it going again. And uh, I appreciate him for that. And I love him so much. And besides that, he was he was also a personal friend. You know. What's something you learned from Joe? Oh God, to be nice. <laughs> yeah, he was such a 
a sweet, beautiful guy. He's like, you can never get mad at him or, or say anything yeah. bad about him. It's like, you know, like, uh, he's just, he's real kind, very sensitive, you know, and very emotional when he really talks about something. He's very passionate about it. He'll say, so he'll start crying. <laughs> be like, man, uh-huh. Joe, why are you crying? And he's like, man, I just, I'm, I'm for real. I just, you know, <laughs> every time you're telling the story, he's, <laughs> you know, so I learned to be kind, you know. He, I used to be real. Well, not mean. I just, I just had an attitude problem, and he just took all that away from me. Um, he just made me a better person, you know, just, just by knowing him and knowing, you know, and talking to him and his kind words and his kind ways. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's awesome, so nice man. To hear, man. Yeah. I'm so glad you called. Like. Yeah. It's just so nice um, to hear how much. He touched other people. Yeah, he he um he was a big teddy bear. I'll tell you that much. Um, Demar, I just heard Demar talking. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when we started, when he started managing, it was it was just us three, and he was like, "I swear to God, you, we're gonna make a pack. It's us three. We're gonna get this started, and we're gonna keep move on from there." And (laughs) Uh we're like, "Okay, Joe. Okay, Joe." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't just to be in the business. It wasn't just to have his hand in something. He sounded like he really believed in you guys. Oh, he, he, man, if he says something, you bet he's, t- he's telling the, the, the truth. Well, not the truth, but you know, like if he says you're going to win, oh, you, you're winning that championship. You're going to get that fight. You're going to get that belt. Um, I already know how the guy fights. I see you fight. I mean, he's a very good manager. He'll be like, oh, you're going to win this. And everybody that, that fought for him, that he managed and got them a fight, you know, he um, he actually made it possible. What, what he told them was going to happen, it happened. I don't, I don't know that I realized how knowledgeable he was. I mean, I didn't have those in-depth conversations with him. So, you know, between talking to you and Bobby, like hearing how long he's been around the business and how he really does know so much about the history of Chicago boxing and, and about the sport and about the fighters. Like, it sounds like he's, he's really, um, he was very knowledgeable and that is a big loss. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had a lot of knowledge about boxing. Um, one thing that, uh, that made his dream come true was Dimar Ortiz. He, um, he got him to meet, um, Mano de Piedra. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, um, he, he made it. Right? He made it possible for him to meet him, and he was like a big, big kid. Oh my mm. God, he was like a big kid all over uh, Mano de Piedra. You know, he always wanted to meet uh-huh. him. He got his chance to meet him. He was like flubbergasted. That's nice. Well, thank you, Israel, so much for sharing. I I just really appreciate it and. And I'm again sorry for your loss, and sorry for for the loss of Joe to everyone, because it sounds like he impacted a lot of people. Oh yes, he did. Yeah. Any yeah, more big-hearted good loss. Big lovable guy. Yep. Well, thank you so much but for calling thank in. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the All opportunity right. to speak about him, and and you know, and my memories of him. And thank you very much. No, thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you, bro. Thank you so much. You know. You know um, what I? You know what? You know this is a, just a thought too. Um, is that for the for our listeners that are thinking about going into this business, 
going back and where we're at, the place that we're at right now in society and the era of internet, I, I think it's just so beautiful, man. When you hear guys like, you know, Joe, the promoter from Florida that called in Bobby, Israel, DeMar and all that, you know, and about Joe talking about the fights in the eighties and the passion that he brought, you know, so where I'm leading to is that if you're a person that's thinking about getting into boxing, remember, Remember where you come from. Remember, you don't have to be this cutthroat guy to to be successful. You know, remember, you don't have to be a jerk to to be successful, to work with people. You know, you can be a human being. And Joe was a beautiful human being. You know, Um, I think it's I think it's just so great, Emily, that people are calling in and sharing these stories with us about him and, you know, aura that he obviously shined to the others and stuff that, you know, I hope anybody that's listening, we sit there and you go like, uh, dude, I hope people think about this to what they're saying. You know what they're saying about Joe? They say this about me. You know what I mean? You know, because it, it kind of has to reset you to, to go like, am I doing the right thing? Should I, you know what I mean? I mean, because we all get caught yeah. up. We all get caught up in life and we allow life to beat us down that to a point that we, we figure and think that, we got to be, you know, tough too, especially in this business and sport, you know, we got to be macho 24 seven, you know, and, and in reality, like what Israel said is that he was a very emotional guy, you know, uh, cried at, at a story you would tell him if it was a, you know, about hardship or whatever, it, it just shows you it's okay. It's okay yeah. to be, you know, to be you, you, you know what I mean? It's okay to show that vulnerability. It's, it's a beautiful thing to show that part of yourself, you know? Well, and, you know, my heart swelled a little when he, um, Israel was telling the story about how, you know, Joe said, I'm going to make you a champion. I'm going to get you a championship shot. And then he did. And when he said, this old man's heart, I was like, that's so amazing. Like, I'm just, I'm so glad we did this. And I so appreciate you for for putting this on because it's, uh, it's such a nice, uh, a nice tribute. It's nice to think about all the the impact Joe had. And uh, I wish you were here to hear it. And I'm going to miss him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's up there, you know, hanging out with the greats, listening to this podcast. You know, uh, to hear Israel say that when he would call and he had, and, and with Joe had a fight oh. for him, I'm hungry. That's just great, right? Because it's, it's, it, yeah. it, it just tells you that – it just tells you everything about him in that one little sentence that – because so many folks are always like, oh, teamwork and, uh, you know, uh, uh, brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, Joe really was about – you know, uh, your goal is my goal. Your goal has now become my goal. Like you want to be a, a world champion. You want a title shot. You want this. Uh, I, that is my goal now. That that is just, yeah. that. Wow, what an amazing human being, truly. Well, thank you so much to everybody that called in. Um, thank you to everyone that's listening. I know again that he touched a lot of people in Chicago and even Florida and and, and other places. So. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, and I am sorry for your loss, especially um, the Amaya family, his son um, and friends and family. I, my heart is with you during this time because, um, you know, it's a big loss for boxing and it's a huge loss for, for all of us who knew Joe. So thank you, Dave, so much for, for putting this on. And thanks again to all the callers. Thank you guys again for, uh, you know, choosing this platform to call in and, and express and share your memories about uh, about Joe and uh, thank you Emily as well everybody have a have a weekend have a good weekend 
Uh, remember Joe. Have a toast for Joe. Have some. Have some lasagna for Joe. Okay. You guys, yeah, all have take care. Lasagna. All right. Bye. <laughs>